Hello, and welcome to Not Our First Rodeo, a podcast on faith and life by Christian women who have collectively made every mistake in the book. This is a Titus 2 podcast by King of Kings PCA, and we hope this episode is edifying to you as you continue to grow in holiness. Hello, here we are again. This is Not Our First Rodeo. This is a podcast by women who have collectively made every mistake in the book. And it's hopefully for any women at our church and anyone else who wants to glean from our mistakes. Here we are, and I'm here with... Linda. Helen. Kara. Yeah, we got the full team here today. That doesn't always happen, right? Life is kind of busy and crazy. You guys all okay? Yep. Yeah. All right. It's all good. Lent's, what, tomorrow, right? Starts tomorrow. Yeah, the 22nd. So, oh, we should maybe... Mm. Do something on Lent. Yeah. Yeah, maybe next time. We'll be in the middle of it, but that's okay. Yeah. All right, well, what do we have on today? This is a request from one of our listeners who has asked what to do to prepare for Bible study. So we have probably, what, 40 women, give or take? In that neighborhood. In that neighborhood Mm -hmm. of women who, at our church, come to Bible study regularly and then there's other women who go with their husbands and the co-ed study so this is an important topic right because there's we all know of maybe like bfs bible study bsf that's it bible study fellowship where there's these really strict guidelines you have to do this and you don't talk unless you do this and there's probably a place for that right someone who wants a more serious commitment and so we're going to speak to this from our experience here at King of Kings. I think there'll be enough overlap, though, that everyone can benefit. So what would you say is the goal or the point of a woman's Bible study? I think it depends on the type of study, just like you were talking about. There's the Bible study fellowship that's more intense. It's a little bit rigorous. So you're looking for that. Um, there's more casual Bible studies. Sometimes it's just your way of showing up and being in fellowship with other women, and that might be all you can do. So I think the, that's it depends on the type is what you're looking for, but um, you should be looking for in all of them a growth towards Christ, understanding the Word more, and shaping your sanctification. Right. Good. I love what Paul says in Ephesians, you know, when he's praying for the Ephesians and he says, I pray that you would grow in knowledge of the gospel and understanding of the depth, width, height, and length of God's love for you in Christ. I mean, well, there's that. Yeah. I was, I I think about this a lot, not just Bible study, but I try to evaluate anything we do here that... I have a part in or we have a part in to see you know are, are we are we trekking along God's heart you know are we just doing things to do things no one needs that life is too busy right but when you think about spiritual formation about Christ being formed in our lives and our hearts and our minds that's what gets me excited you know how do people change and we need to change right because we're being mm-hmm. sanctified and God uses many different things to change us. But I believe probably one of the bigger ways is through relationship, both horizontal and vertical. Mm-hmm. And Bible study has yeah. both. Yeah. Right. It, it, it talks right. about your walk with God 
And if we think we can grow apart from others, we haven't read the Bible, right? We, we don't understand what the body of Christ is. We need each other. And I cannot tell you how many things I have learned from other women in Bible study insights that I would have never gotten to on my own. So, you know, as we think of Bible study as spiritual formation, I think that's a, a good a good way to start. That's our goal. That's our point. Because, you know, I was thinking about this too. Tell me what you think. Something will form us. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of what, right? So, have you ever been, this is dumb kind of, but have you ever been on the lazy river at one of those water parks? Water parks? Years and years ago. Okay, so you get the concept, right, though? You right. sit and you float and you think, oh, it's this nice little current. Do you ever fall off that inner tube and try to go upstream and get it? It was one of the worst experiences of my life. Oh, my goodness. Every time I stood up, I got knocked down. I got, I was bleeding. Oh. I'm clawing at the side. I know we're, we're trying to, and I'm watching my inner tube go farther and farther away, and I thought, I, I think I'm just going to have to float till the end without my inner tube. And I realized that that being carried along, even though it seems very subtle, is very, very, very strong. Yep. If we are not formed by God's word through his Holy Spirit, we're going to be carried a- along, right? With And let's face it, the lazy river, if you're on your tube going in the right direction, there's no effort. You just sit back, and that's what our world does. It takes us along, it pulls us, and to without the Holy Spirit, without each other, it's like going upstream when you've lost your inner tube. How do you like that? Does that work a little bit? <laughs> yeah, I like it. So think of Bible study as a way to help us to be strong, to go against the current, because an hour and a half on Sunday is not so enough, enough. Is not. to form us. No. It's a huge part and maybe one of the most important. I would not, maybe it is. Mm-hmm. We have the sacraments, we get the preached word, right? We need more. Bible study is a piece of the puzzle. Anything you want to add to that? Well, I, I like the relational part of that. Mm-hmm. And like you said, almost weekly, I have someone say to me, you know, when so and so mentioned, made that comment, I never thought of that before. And that's. We're mm-hmm. spurring each mm. other forward to consider things of God. He uses those other people to move us forward as well. And I think that's awesome. Plus, it's a place where we can be vulnerable with mm-hmm. one another. Um, we don't always know, like you say, Sunday mornings, we don't always know what's really happening in people's hearts and their lives. Um, and they may never open up, but... A more casual environment, like a study, a midweek study, I think that promotes a little bit of authenticity, a little Mm -hmm. bit of vulnerability that we need. Because I can't pray for you if I don't know what's going on. And I don't want to find out afterwards when you're in the hospital or, you know, something tragic has happened, that you were going through something alone. That's not how we're supposed to work as a body. So I appreciate all of those things mm. that, that a study. It offers more than just what people think. Oh, it's a Bible study. I got to go and I got to pay attention. I got to say something, <laughs> you know, something mm-hmm. smart. But no, it, it's so much. The Spirit uses so much more. So we shouldn't belittle it. I just got goosebumps when you said all that. Well, <laughs> and I think to kind of 
play off what you said, we all come to Bible study with our own set of experiences and understanding where we've been, what we've learned. So none of us are going to read it exactly the same, but collectively, mm -hmm. if everyone is sharing their perspective, we can be corrected, right? Mm -hmm. Right. We can be led, we can be encouraged. Yeah. It's, yeah. But you can't do that all by yourself. You're right. Because then you're only listening to yourself. And wherever you go, there, there you, you are. are. <laughs> and I've said before, I think it's important. We've, we've talked about community and things. And definitely, I think Bible study is a really amazing vehicle for that. And I'm always that negative person that's like, you need to be irritated. And it's not just that you need to know about other people. Bible study has a very interesting way of showing you about yourself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah. you, you don't see those things unless the Lord, you're in a situation the Lord can dig them up for you. And that's helpful. You need to grow in compassion and you need to, you know, be more sanctified and care about other people and be willing to share the toys, you know. And, <laughs> you know, as Linda said, that's that happens in Bible study. We get to see each other and it, it, it is different than Sunday morning. I don't know how many times we can show up on a Sunday morning and you leave and I'm like, gosh, I felt like I didn't visit with anybody. And, you know, Bible study offers mm -hmm. that place where you can right. say a little more, you know, yeah. find out like, you know what? I'm not the only crazy person. There's a lot of us in there. So, mm -hmm. I don't know. I think it just, it does a lot more. And I was thinking about what you were saying that we don't want to be, you know, like legalistic about it and just do stuff to check it off a list. But I do think there's something that forms us in Bible study of making it a habit. Like, yes, you do kind of yes. just have to suck it up and do it. And it will do the things God wanted you to do. And so I don't know. I wouldn't want to say just to never think about it as an obligation because I do mm -hmm. think we have to kind of put those in our lives or I, we just, I agree. or we just commit to nothing. So, right. I don't know. I, I don't want to disagree with. No, that, but I, I, I uh, think we're on the same page okay. as far yeah. as, cause I, I couldn't agree with you more. You have to have some skin in the game, you know, yeah. to just show up week after week, not having done your study. And I know that there are situations out there that for some women just to get there, mm -hmm. it, you know, maybe they're caretakers or have 10 kids under five. I don't know. No. <laughs> A little hyperbole there. But yeah, there are some people. And if the thing is, it's not like we're judging other people for what how they've prepared or not. We're just trying for each woman to get the most that they can. Right. Most women, though, we're on our phones. Mm -hmm. We watch things. We take time to do other things. Most Bibles, I guess, at King of Kings, and we do um, a variety. We do some books. We do books of the Bible. We do some topical we try to offer a little bit for everyone for their spiritual growth, right? Um, but I would say in most cases, two hours a week max is what you need to do our studies. Around, right? Yeah. yeah. So you may be like, well, I don't have two hours a day, but everyone has 15 minutes, We right? do. <laughs> and we, we, do. Don't, we don't have two hours a day, but we have two hours a week. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. And it, when we're talking about we want people to, we want to look like Jesus, that's right. our goal. It's right. not study the Bible to say some cool in Bible study. We want to see that image formed in ourselves and in each other. It will take some effort. Yes, it's the work of the Holy Spirit, but that doesn't mean that God doesn't, right? 
call us to put and really you've all been there the more you put into it you get the most out of it right right yep yeah. and I, I think it, for if I'm thinking about just me personally Bible study has done different things for me in different seasons mm. and I remember when I had littles at home and I was going nuts and I just did, my husband hardly ever lived in our home he was out of town a lot I would have to pray like it could still even make me cry I would have to pray that God would just give me an hour so I could stuff food in kids' faces so we could get to Bible study because I didn't even know what Bible study was going to be about or mm-hmm. how it was going to go, but I knew I needed to get to the end of that amen at the end. And every time I needed it, you know, and now as I'm not old, old, but I'm not young, and my brain doesn't retain things the way it used to, <laughs> and I can feel very insecure. Like I don't, I didn't even remember half of what I read or a quarter of what I read. And so I just go anyway and look like an idiot. <laughs> but it's fine. But it's still, I still need the thing that happens when we finally get to the amen at the end. And it's different things and different reasons. Mm-hmm. But I, don't, I can't see once in my life so far walking with Christ where I haven't still needed it mm-hmm. for some, you know, in some way. Yeah. So we're saying each woman is at a different spot. I'm 61 years old. I don't have any little kids I'm routinely taking care of. I'm not caretaking anymore for parents. I have way more time to put into this than I can expect. A young mom of, right. you know, yeah. two to five kids. That, that's not even fair. I didn't right. do it that much, you know, mm-hmm. to the extent that we right. can now. There's different seasons. So we want to be aware of that and gentle. At the same time, we want to challenge if someone really is being complacent and not putting what they can into it, we want to cheer them on. This isn't a spank. This is a cheer, right? Yeah. Right. So um, the person who asked us to talk about this is how do we prepare for Bible or book study? I just want to say, I want you guys to mainly talk about this, but the one thing, this is going to sound very strange, but I was thinking about it this morning, is that having a daily devotional time, even if it's not about what you're doing in Bible study, over time, adds so much depth to the Bible study and the discussion because now you're bringing, just think of a train behind you collectively. And I don't care, we don't remember everything, right? But we do remember some things. Yeah. And collectively, as that builds and we know God better, right? right? That all makes our Bible study time richer. How else do you think prep should go? Um. I mean, I think, obviously, well, not everybody has time. I'll admit, when you have a number of several small children, you may not feel like you even have time to read it. You don't even brush your hair till three. Right. Right. But when you have time to read the chapter or the, at the minimum, and, and pray about it, and think perhaps whether or not you have questions about it. That there are things that you just, you read it and you're like, wait, what? I think those are really helpful to bring to a study. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know sometimes, haven't you felt when women bring questions to the study and they might be something you hadn't thought of, a question that didn't come to you, and then you start talking about it. That happened Tuesday night. One of the women said, well, if Jesus said this and talked about this, how does that look in my life? 
And we had the best discussion for about, what, 15 minutes? Yep. To the point where, because I got the time wrong, we had to end. I ended a half hour early. That's yeah. kind of crazy. Um, that's but another story. But sometimes it does generate some conversation, and sometimes it does get a little off track. But then you have to trust that the Holy Spirit is mm-hmm. with us and in it. And there are other people within that group that are benefiting from mm-hmm. that discussion. Mm-hmm. I think that's good. I was going to say, I think sometimes when with Bible study, we're too focused on trying to answer the questions that the book offered or that mm. we're using in the Bible study. And so we just do it as, it's like it's a homework assignment. We did it. I checked it off. But... Linda, I think that's huge because I will sometimes write down questions that I have that the book didn't answer. Just things right. I'm like, well, I don't get it. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that says. And I'll just keep like a little post-it of my own questions. Mm-hmm. And that helps me engage more in what I'm doing. And I do feel, even if I don't remember everything I've read, I feel a little more prepared to come in. Because I've engaged in a way that wasn't just taking it on as a homework assignment. So that, that was, I like that. That was helpful. I think that's really good. Yeah, pray, do the homework, do it slowly, write down questions. Um, You know, you can ask your husband or, you know, someone else who studies the Bible as well. You know, am I thinking through this correctly? You can talk to your pastor or your Bible study leader. All those things, I think, can make it richer. All right, so that's how we would prepare, right? With a prayerful attitude. How should we participate now? Those of you who've been in Bible study for more than a minute, right, realize that there are beautiful things that happen in a small group Bible study, and there are really difficult things. And I'm looking at all of you, and all of you are leaders. You women are leaders. You lead others in spiritual formation. And we we agonize over this sometimes. There's seasons where, you know, maybe there's, First of all, let's face it, in our studies, we have people who are brand new Christians and women who have graduated with a seminary degree and everyone in between. So here we're trying to pick material where everyone can learn. You know, it's if, if you're a genius over here, we might not be getting you. However, our goal is not academic. And so we should be able to get something for our own spiritual growth from the most basic study. I don't care if you've been a Christian 45 years. That's right. I, right? Yeah. I just did recently, within the last six months, a study on assurance of salvation. Now, that is something I have struggled with here and there. Not a big struggle. I did that study and was so encouraged. You know, so we can, we need the basics over and over and over well, again. What does the scripture tell us to remember? That tells us we're forgetful. Right. So, you know, and... Kind of going to what I said, I think it's for everybody. So our seminary people, what do you, what have you forgotten? What do you not understand? What have you, yeah. how do you need to engage and grow in relationship? As Helen was saying, we're there also for relationship. That's and right. So if the, you know, Gail, you say $5 words all the time. I don't know what they are. <laughs> and I'm like, I feel stupid, but now, oh well. And then, but even to go back and remember 
you know, remember your first love, remember God's grace in a different way, in the very beginning way, you get so far detached from it, and then you can have a chance to go back to it, and you're like, oh my gosh, I forgot yes. how I used to think this was great. And then yes. ask yourself, why do I think it's not so great anymore? Like, how can I get through the whole day not being amazed? It's because we get far from those reminders. Right, right. Yeah. And I think I love, we could, we've talked about separating, let's put new Christians here. And, but you know, you lose something when you do that because we have as much to learn from a new Christian as they have to learn from us. Yeah. And I think Barb Duggan's categories and extravagant grace is we're all mature. Most of us are maturing Christians. We have not arrived yet, right. maybe, but we don't want to doubt that God's done something in our lives, right? right. But we need each other. And I think, I think what we're talking about here is how should we participate humbly? You have something to learn right? from the material that's chosen and from who shows up. And yeah, from the discussion, from the participation of other people. You also have something you can contribute. Mm-hmm. And, and we need to kind of think about that, you know. Um, how does my participation potentially help someone else? Mm-hmm. It reminds me of the Titus 2 issue. We talk about, you know, like the young girls are too afraid to, like, go ask. And then the older leader's like, eh, I'm old. Who wants to hear from me? Both of those things are not helpful right. and they're not really true. We do need to hear from each other. We do need to be in relationship with each other. And so if we're both not in the room. Right. And, you know, I, I could be blinded. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong. And I'm sure many churches have this, but we have something really unique here at King of Kings. I don't think I've been involved in a church where there was so much involvement over the different age groups for women. I mean, I, I'm looking at all of us. We're meeting with people older than us, younger than us. Um, I'm relating to women in their 20s and 30s yeah. all the time and not yeah, just my right. girls, right? Mm-hmm. And they do want to be with us. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. might want to be with us in a maybe a different way than we think, but there is something beautiful when that happens. Yeah. I can honestly say I have friends in their 70s and 80s and in their 20s, and I know all of you can as well. My, I have three daughters who, um, and a daughter-in-law who would consider all these women here talking today as mentors. You... In many ways, whether you know it or not, you are influencing these girls' lives. Mm -hmm. Just on its own, just your faithfulness to Christ over the years. We don't give that enough credit on how God uses that. And do you ever hear of Sticky Faith? No. It's, No. um, It's an organization that studies what makes kids stay walking with the Lord after they're on their own okay. and not in their family of origin. And two things, and I was shocked when I read this. I have the book and the study guide if anyone wants to read it. But there are two top things were, number one, that children are in the service, not in Sunday school. Wow. Yeah. And the second thing is that they have two to three adults other than their parents who are a spiritual example and influence and who have invested to them to some degree. Now, that doesn't mean you have to hang out 24-7 every day. You know, we're not single, we have things to do. But just think how those two things and how they fit in with Titus 2. 
how dare we ever think our lives aren't important or that God can't use them, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because he can. So how else should we participate? Should we be rude? That's kind of obvious. No. Well, I mean, sure. No. Sometimes it's very tempting to monopolize a conversation when you feel like you have a lot to contribute or you have a lot of questions or you know yeah whatever that issue is and in a group setting it's important to rein that in yeah it's really hard and it's hard i'm a talker it's hard I but think, i can be sin if i don't i think talkers at least me i don't know what to do with dead air so when someone's leading and no one's saying anything, I'm, I try to wait for the shy girls to say something, but I always, I just have that thing, like, I'm like, I should say something. Cats. You know, like, I don't, I don't know. God. Smart. Jesus. Say God. Jesus. You know, like, I, I don't know. It's, that's a, me, yeah. that's a me thing for sure that I'm like. That can be hard. No one's answering her. <laughs> so like, well, Wait, let should... me say something. Well, what we had to do, because we had one study, and, you know, these are good problems, right? Yeah. I mean, Scott's bringing all different kinds of women at all different levels, but we had quite a few talkers, and again, Karen and I put ourselves in that group. Um, so we, some of the more quieter women were not getting a chance. Yeah. And so... Kara came up with this great idea that, you know, we gave some guidelines, answer two to three times, and then let's, you know, after that, it's not like you can't talk anymore, but give other people a chance before you contribute again. Keep your comments, you know, to a couple minutes. We don't want some soliloquy going on, right, for 15 minutes. <laughs> right. um, and the other thing that was helpful is we, for this one group, we instituted raising hands. It feels like kindergarten it does but I think it's helpful it's been really helpful in certain groups even if I because I have a shy kid and I think what it would take her to even just mm-hmm. get her hand up in the air <laughs> so if you see you don't want to like stop her now so when I now I can see when there's like someone's hand going up I'm like that took all the bravery they had just to get their hand mm-hmm. up and like, give them the floor so you know whereas I just say whatever's in my head so I, I love that. It, I, mean, I love it. I hope, they hope no one felt like we were trying to make them feel. We weren't. Like, I, I know our motives, so, you know, they can come and talk to us about that. We weren't trying to be overly pedantic or anything. But what we found that is when some of the quieter women, you know, who are maybe just more reticent to share, when they finally had a chance, mm-hmm. yes, some really beautiful things came out. Yeah. We... Yeah. We need to hear from them. So mm-hmm. this isn't right. punitive. This is, hey, how can we all? Well, shy grow doesn't most? mean ignorant. So we're like, we there's something in your head that the Lord has for us to share, and you're we don't we don't get mm-hmm. to hear it. We don't get to know it. Yeah. So well, it can be intimidating where where you don't feel like you know much in comparison because we as women compare ourselves to other people, right? And especially on a spiritual level. It can be very intimidating. So you don't want to say something and then it'd be wrong. I have a, a sweet, dear friend. She goes to every study, and she feels like she knows, knows the least in the room. But every now and then, she'll, she'll actually, and she speaks very softly. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, listen. But she'll say something, and when the leader says, that's right, that's a good point, 
her face just lights up and you know she talks about it for a while and it, it's just it's so fun it is fun just to know i think all of us want to know you know we're not as dumb as we feel <laughs> yeah and that your contribution <laughs> and we had something good to say yeah. yeah yeah and i think i know who you mean and she did something tuesday night she said such a profound thing and i was like that's right you know so um we need to hear from them and yeah. it, encourage there one are another people who are maybe don't have the head knowledge but they're like jesus yeah. we need that we all more than the head we knowledge. all have mm-hmm. something to contribute that's right i would say too how we participate we need we need to be careful in some way, not to the point where you're hung up and afraid to say anything. Um, we've had situations where people, where maybe we have to critique another faith tradition mm-hmm. yeah. or a popular Christian celebrity. We have to be careful how we do that. We have no idea if who, and I'm not saying we never do that because Paul names names of false teachers. Right. But it's how we do that. Mm-hmm. That's really important, mm-hmm. and we don't know where everyone's at. So if we slam a celebrity or an author, you know, for some people that wouldn't even hurt their feelings. So you don't like an author, I like so what? But for some people, it's really close to their heart. Mm-hmm. So I think we need to be careful mm-hmm. with that. Any thoughts on that? Well, yeah, uh, yeah, because we also have people here at King of Kings who have come, grown up, in other faith traditions, and they have brought those beliefs with them, and God hasn't chosen to lead them in a different direction yet. Mm-hmm. Right? right, right. And so they will say, well, what about da-da-da? And you have to be really careful about how you respond to those questions when what we're teaching from a Reformed perspective doesn't line up with some other faith traditions. Right. And how you kind of navigate that Mm -hmm. can be very tricky because those are sincerely held beliefs about Scripture. Yes. And, Linda, that was just so good. Um, It just made me think, 20 million thoughts all over again. But the whole idea about different faith traditions, I love the Reformed tradition, mm-hmm. but I don't think we're perfect. And I think I personally think we should be harder on our own tradition than everyone else's, sure. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, as much as I love our Reformed distinctions, I love church unity more, right? And... If we operate out of that, I don't always operate that way, right? Because I do love our distinctions. But when I get those in right order, and that doesn't mean we compromise, it doesn't mean we step back from what we really believe that Scripture is teaching, right? Mm -hmm. But not every issue is a go-to-the-mat issue. Right. Right. You know, we don't need to argue about sprinkling immersion versus pouring. I mean, this... I don't see, you know, when Jesus prays for, our, prays for our unity in John 17, I think those kind of issues, we can agree to disagree. Even more serious issues, we just have to be careful. And it's really hard to walk that balance of, this is what I believe and this is what I believe strongly, but I'm not going to use that as a hammer. Because right. that usually doesn't bring people any closer to your position, right? Yeah. It kind of sends them the other way. That's yeah, true. 
I love the the idea of unity in the basics, Mm -hmm. the central doctrines of Christianity and charity Mm -hmm. in those other areas that people just do see differently. Baptism is one of them. Yeah. You know. You know what? If I have a friend who doesn't practice infant baptism, but she is raising her children, she and her husband are raising their children in a godly home, kind of correct something like that you know it, like it says it doesn't mean you don't have an opinion but you don't always have to express it one book that linda and i read that has helped me um i think there's a proper ecumenicalism right you can take it too far where everything's okay right that's too far that's too far but we read a book called water from a deep well mm, i can't yep. remember who wrote that jerry sitzer uh, i was thinking spitz <laughs> so i was close <laughs> jerry's okay yeah, I this think it's book, Jerry Sitzer. It's very good as far as it takes all the faith traditions and gives the history and what we can learn from them. And he goes, you know, he goes from the all church history from the church fathers. Yeah, the it's good. Desert fathers, the monastics. I mean, the all pietists. the various movements. Yeah, and, and he's he's honest. There's a few. I think the mystics. He was like, probably I struggle with this group more than any, but. Here's what we can take out that's good. It's it just, yeah. I think, a, a healthy ecumenicalism. All right. So how we should participate humbly, carefully, lovingly. Mm-hmm. Okay. What should we get out of it? Well, if you don't come prepared, you're not going to get anything out of it. And by prepared, I mean you've prayed. Even if you didn't get a chance to do the actual uh, assignment, uh, you still walk in and say, Lord, pre- um, help my heart to be ready to hear and receive and respond appropriately. I mm-hmm. think it needs to start with us internally. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There's always something we can do to prepare. Yeah. Even if it's praying on the way there, right? Right. All right. And then how should we disagree when we disagree? You idiot! No. That's how I usually do it. <laughs> With. No, you don't. <laughs> I only do that with my family. <laughs> but yeah. but I, really, I we should disagree with charity uh-huh. and, what, and what, grace. What does that look like? Um, it's it. It's so dependent on the situation. You can ask me. I mean, sometimes <laughs> when Kara does. Here, Lisa. <laughs> no, no, that no. reminds me of uh, that movie. Steel Magnolia's here, Louise, hit her. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I love that scene. I do too. (laughs) Um, I think to some extent, it's asking questions. It's being willing Mm. to try to understand what it is that they're struggling with, Mm -hmm. where the disconnect is, and then perhaps you can speak into it. And perhaps the right answer is, I don't know. There is nothing wrong with saying, yeah. even for the leaders, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, right. yeah. I've started um, certain things that I maybe am changing my mind on doctrinally, um, or you know, I just don't even hold a position at all anymore. I've been trying to t- tell people where I'm standing now is, and this is why. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's been good for me, so I can know why I'm currently mm-hmm. where I'm mm-hmm. just, like just a reminder for myself yeah. but I was very like 
I know it's a shock. I'm a black and white person. This is the right thing. This is the wrong thing. No. Red is red. No. It is not purple. You know, like, I'm just like that. And I, I needed to be able to say, like, okay, I, I didn't grow up that it's okay to change your mind. Like, at least my faith was not once I came to faith. You didn't change your mind or you weren't faithful. And so not everything is that someone's wrong. And that it's just, I don't know, it just helped me to be a, a little more gracious, be like, I'm just... This is where I'm at now. And I, I don't even know that... For me, that doesn't feel like a disagreement. It just feels like you're pointing out your position on something. Mm-hmm. and Because I can be very argumentative. I know. A shocker again. <laughs> um, and I will fight to win. And that's like the really the wrong reason to get into a, arguing about anything. So uh, that, that was just a helpful thing for me to, to start. Because um, I, don't, I don't know. I've changed my mind on a lot of things. And I wouldn't want someone to think... Oh, this, if I'm just, at least in most secular friendships, they're just waiting for me to, they're giving me grace, waiting for me to finally mm-hmm. come around to true knowledge. And that makes me want to fight more. But in a Christian setting with other Christians, I need to be more charitable. I, I think you're more charitable than you give yourself credit for, but... Thoughts, thoughts, thoughts. thoughts. Well, <laughs> what's in our, yeah, <laughs> what's in our mind and what comes out our mouth. Right. Yeah. And... It's part of, I think, meeting people where they're at. We, an old friend, my friend Shelly, who's now with the Lord, I say this all the time. She would say, how much grace do you want to be shown? That's how much we should show other people. Whether it's in maybe their immaturity or understanding or maybe they're just different than us. You know, we want to be shown grace. Let's talk about one more thing and we're getting on here in time. What if we don't understand something in Bible study, or all of it, what should we do? I would say wait till after. If it's something that really you're going to need to get a little bit more of a grasp on something, then a room full of people can take it that minute because everyone's time matters. If you're really confused about something, I would say maybe like, hey, can I email you or can I get together with Mm. you because I don't understand because I can get that way. I'm like, I don't have a clue what that even is. What, what, you know, your isms and stuff. So, uh, I don't know. The, the $5 words. Whenever, you know, like if I can ask about it later. Troglodyte? Sure. <laughs> Isn't that a type Placid. of chocolate? <laughs> chocolate. I cannot tell you any time Gail says something. I'm like Googling. Oh, no. 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 A troglodyte yes. is just basically someone who probably looks like they live underneath a bridge. That's fine, but that's not a common knowledge word. <laughs> Anywho. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, I, there's definitely a time when like maybe the whole room doesn't understand a certain idea or something, mm-hmm. but I think if it's really like, no, I'm just not getting this. Maybe. I think that's maybe. good advice. Yeah. If it's something that can't answer real quickly. Yeah, I think it depends, but you know, if it's the big ticket yeah. items, I think meet up. Well, this last night study, someone I made the it was about the intertestament period, so we're not really looking at scripture per se, because it's more history. And so we were talking about Greek influence on Israel and how that led to the fullness of time. Jesus coming and it got pretty intense in some ways. Um and I made the comment that we are influenced by Plato more than we know. And someone said, well, how? It's like, oh, great. Now i got to substantiate what <laughs> yeah, I said. Well, how was that? <laughs> yeah. And so I did not have time to go into the whole thing. So I referenced a good book, <laughs> which is always good. Um, and then I just said, you know, I gave 
one or two examples I could think of at the top of my head. Mm-hmm. To, to dive into that fully would have hijacked the whole study sure, from sure. me, which w- it was not on Platonism. Well, I also think that that really messes with the leader. And I'm not a good leader, so I know for me when, when, the, when I'm, I have my train of thought and I've kind of like thought about what I'm going to be talking about and someone says, oh, baseball, I'm like, I, I, I don't know. And so I, it's hard for me to get back to where I'm going, especially if it was something that was, you know, not really aligned with what we're talking about. Uh-huh. Sometimes I can catch back up and then get back where I was going. But I just, I don't know. I think sometimes even the leader thinking about it, like it, those are like those sidebar things. I don't know. Do I think they're, you you're right. Do, they're sidebar. Yeah. They're better to be dealt with at another time where you can get into it more extensively yeah. without everyone else sitting yeah. there, you know. I think what I'm hearing over and over again is be patient with people. Mm-hmm. Do your mm-hmm. best to be as prepared as you can. And I think we need to use our imagination a little bit. And we need to look forward to Bible study. And uh, almost assume that we're going to be delighted by something. <laughs> because it's God and his word and his people. What else is right. more wonderful than that? And I think, and at the same time, it doesn't mean everything is flashy and mind-blowing God builds his kingdom right. slowly, quietly, yeah. little by little. Right. And there is a beauty in that as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. All right. We'll talk to y'all later. Today's episode was brought to you by the Women of King of Kings Church. Visit our show notes for more information.